0: Shame. We've heard all kinds of myths, kinds of stories. We didn't even know what town he was actually born in. We heard Ashland, Ohio one time, we heard Ashland, Kentucky another. But something happened there where that girl or that guy or that family was ashamed. And he they still chose to have it. Yeah. And you know, I think about my dad a lot. He was, he reminded me a lot of my son talk to Bo. He knows a lot about history. He's amazing to me. He tells me stuff that he remembers dates. He gets tongue-tied on the word sometimes, but what he knows amazes me. My dad was that way. And even though my dad worked at Ford for 35, 36 years, he came to church. He enjoyed talking about that stuff, and he got to have life. And and, this is There's things in life that I thought I was going to do. But if I just had, in a, in a natural sense and in a spiritual sense, if I just had my Sunday mornings uh, and got to sing with these kids, and my thought was, which one shouldn't be here? <clears throat> you know, it, it's just such an obvious choice. And I just thank the Lord that my whoever they were chose to have my dad, Chose to have me. I know there's situations and health situations with doctors, but if we had our hearts or right about that issue, that would be between that family and that doctor, and they would hopefully they would make the right choice, and we wouldn't be doing it. But I'm so glad that, that they had me, and I'm so glad that at seven years old, I was born. Stand up. Everybody, say good morning, super loud on the counter. One, two, three. Happy
1: birthday! Harry. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh.
0: laughs> oh, let's sing, let's sing Zacchaeus. I love that. Appreciate being here this morning. Uh, uh, appreciate what we've heard already, the song, and uh, Barry testifying a little bit, and uh, just, uh, being able to feel the Lord's spirit this morning. That's what we're here for, and uh, that's what we uh, look for when we come to His house. And uh, we just uh, appreciate all the kids and everybody that made an effort to be here this morning. But I'm gonna ask uh, Logan, will you just miss this Sunday school?
2: good to be here this morning. Appreciate everybody for coming out. We're going to be studying in the 18th chapter of the book of Acts this morning, and we've been in this this, uh, series of lessons um, about being called, um, and this lesson is called to explain, and uh, so lesson's a little bit different. Just from the standpoint of a lot of the lessons that we have, there are natural things that have spiritual applications to them and it's very important. It's always good to to be able to look into those and try to rightly explain those and and divide those. This lesson is really just more a summary to me of things that happened. Now we can certainly look at them and and make some good uh, comparisons to things that are going on now, Uh, but this is a uh, a summary of some of Paul's travels and some people that Paul came into contact with along the way, uh, and so we'll we'll look at that. Uh, there's a couple of comparisons I think that you can make from what happened then to things that have happened in the uh, not too distant past of our church, uh, which was kind of interesting to me as I as I realized that. So appreciate your attention and your and your. Anything that you have to say, your comments, always welcome. So let's start off in Acts chapter 18, and we'll start off the first three verses there, and we'll maybe read those verses and then talk about them. After these things, now this is talking about Paul, and Paul had been in Athens, and he had been preaching and teaching, and uh, the the folks in Athens, they are that it stirred them up so much that they actually there was there was uh, it became kind of unsafe for Paul to stay there and that happened to Paul quite a bit he was he was preaching about Jesus he was preaching about Jesus to the Jews because Paul was a Jew and he would go in the synagogues and he would preach and teach and then he would start preaching about Jesus being the Messiah and some of them would have it and a lot of them wouldn't and the ones that wouldn't became enraged, and they beat him up and ran him off several times. And so kind of similar to what's happening in Athens, uh, but we pick this up. He's leaving Athens. So after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. So Corinth is the the city that the the book of Corinthians uh, was written by Paul to the people in the city of Corinth later. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius, who was the ruler of Italy, had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome, and came unto them. And became—I'm and, sorry—and because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought, worked for by their occupation they were tent makers. So we learn a lot right here, and some pretty interesting, uh, just some history, uh, was that the Jews that were in Rome were going through some of the same things. Uh, There was quite a uh, disagreement between the Jews. There were Jews that believed in Christ, that he was the Messiah, and there were Jews that said, nope, that, that's not the Messiah. We need to stay to the old ways and not recognize it. So there was this, this conflict that took place and Claudius, who was, who was in charge over Rome at the time, rather than deal with that, said, okay, all the Jews get out. Okay, and so uh, the entire, if you were a Jew and you lived in Rome, you had to get out. So that's where Aquila and Priscilla that's where that they were at. They lived in Rome. Uh, they were tent makers. Uh, they were forced to leave. And so they find themselves in Corinth uh, some ways over, and they're in Greece. Uh, and it's pretty interesting to me. I, I think I would have been pretty sour uh, if that had been me. You know, I mean, you think about it. Uh, in your life right now, they came along and said, "Okay, I guess we can classify all of us. Everybody in here probably Baptist, but everybody that's Baptist or has been to church over there, I'm a missionary Baptist. Even if you don't, if you're not a member, if you've been over there, you got to get out of Ohio. Just leave. You know, well, I got a house over here. Yep, we don't care. Just hit the road. You know, I'd be pretty sour." I don't know about you, but, I mean, just thinking about that. I mean, that's where the, these two were at, this couple, uh, Aquila and, and his wife. Um, but they find themselves here in Corinth, and they're working. They're tent makers. And I don't think at all, I know it wasn't, it's not coincidence that Paul leaves a different town for a different reason, but here he shows up in Corinth, and God works it out, That they get acquainted. Uh, And so uh, we just need, we'll read on and kind of see what comes from that. But even as Christians, when we're persecuted, we need to keep looking towards God, trying to do what's right. And that's hard. I mean, that's easy to say. Uh, You know, that song that, that they sing sometimes the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. Well, it's easy to say that and sing that song when you're up on the mountain, but when you're in the valley, it becomes a, a more difficult uh, song to sing and, and thought to have. But, um, I, you know, and I don't know what all they went through, uh, but I'm sure it was traumatic and difficult for them, but they're here in Corinth, and they meet Paul, and they join up. Uh, they find that they're both tent makers, and, and Paul just goes to work with them. Uh, now... The, this lesson doesn't uh, that we have here doesn't go on and cover verses 4 through 17 in Acts, but I just want to tell you a little bit about that for a couple of minutes. I won't read it. Uh, our pastor preached a, a sermon on it some years ago, uh, but they're here now, and they're in Corinth, and they're making tents and apparently doing pretty, pretty good business, um, and Paul starts going to the synagogue uh, and teaching and preaching and very much like what happened in Athens there was there was some hostility and some some pretty hard feelings that come in pretty short order and Paul just kinda says you know I'm I'm washing my hands of you guys you know if you don't want to believe essentially that's that's your business so he leaves the synagogue And he goes right next door to the house that's actually connected to the synagogue, and there's a believer that lives there, and it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, but there's a Christian that lives there, and he takes up house there, so to speak, and starts having services there, and many people were saved. And, and they, they wanted him to stay. He stayed for a year and a half, which was pretty unusual for Paul at this time because he was moving a lot, but he stayed there for a year and a half. So him and Aquila and Priscilla are all there working, and he's working daily, and he's going, and they're, they're learning and, and basically had a revival for a year and a half right there in Corinth. And the books of Corinthians that are later written by Paul refer back to a lot of the time that he spent in Corinth during this time frame. And he's writing to a lot of those people that that had become believers in Christ during that time. So they have this revival uh, that takes place for 18 months and then a little bit longer. It doesn't say how much longer. but uh, So that's kind of what goes on between verse 4 and 17. But let's pick up, uh, let me ask this. Does anybody have any comments or questions on any of that before we move? All right, verse 18. And Paul, after this, now this is after the 18 months, tarried there yet a good while, and then took his leave of the brethren, and sailed thence to Syria, and with him Priscilla and Aquila. And this is back to Paul. Having shorn his head in Centuria, for he had a vow." Now, I don't know exactly what that vow was. Commentary suspected that it might have been a Nazarite vow. Uh, That makes sense. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the Nazarite vow. Uh, We know about a famous Nazarite named Samson who had a vow not to shave his head, Uh, and Samson did that, and while he did that, God gave him great physical strength. I was thinking about the Nazarite, well, any time I think about the Nazarite vow, <clears throat> I personally go back to a message that Roger Hall preached here in a revival probably 15 or maybe 20 years ago about uh, Samson and the Nazarite vow, and I, I just, that was, it was just that stuck with me. But anyway, Paul and Priscilla and Aquila, they leave, I mean that's the thing that we need to get here. And they go to Syria. So verse 19. And he came to Ephesus, which is a town there in Syria, and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. So Priscilla and Aquila probably not welcome in the synagogue. All right. Uh, I think Paul was because he was a, he was a Jew. Uh, I don't think they were but they were they were traveling together they were certainly his uh, you know his his friends at this point and they're working together um, so they're in Ephesus and he heads into the temple i mean as soon as he got somewhere he went into the temple and started trying to preach and teach Christ uh, as our savior and uh, you know he just he had he had a lot of uh, stick-to-itiveness. sticktoativeness Amazed at what all Paul went through when they desired him to stay longer with them he consented not but bade them farewell saying I must by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem but I will return again unto you if God will and he sailed from Ephesus so he wasn't there long uh, he was headed back to Jerusalem f- for a feast Again, we don't know exactly what feast. The commentary suspects that it may have been the feast of the Passover. Very well could have been. But he was headed back to Jerusalem. He was on a mission, and I was considering that. I mean, you think about it. uh, We've had uh, preachers stop in here and, and preach on a Sunday morning and maybe a Sunday night. We say, boy, we sure wish you could, you know, stay. And sometimes a few times we've even said, could you stay for a few nights revival? Well, I can't right now. I gotta, I've got this obligation or that. You know, that's the way life is, and God knows that. Uh, we've got things that we've got to do. But that's kind of where Paul was at here. They, they really wanted him to stay. Uh, but he had things that he had, you know, he had to do and had to get to. Uh, so anybody have any comments on this before we move on? Okay, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, which is in Egypt, an eloquent man and mighty in the scripture, came to Ephesus. So this is after Paul leaves. Paul's gone, and Priscilla and Aquila are there in Ephesus, and Apollos shows up. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So when they hear about apollos and they hear what he's doing they they go to him and get acquainted with him and they realize that there are some he's a spiritual man okay and, and so i want you to I want you to see this picture because i we, we have this happen repeatedly right here there's a spiritual man who they recognize it and they can and he's speaking and you can feel god's anointing in what he's saying but he needs he needs some growth, he needs some education, he needs some experience, okay and so much reminds me of when a young preacher here stands and says, "God has called me to preach you know and we've got several young men around here that are that way, and it's such a picture to me of of what this church and a lot of good churches, but this church uh, you know, my experience has been here, gives them opportunity, you know, gives them a chance to stand, teaches them, uh, you know, when they do good, you know, said, boy, I enjoyed that. And if they don't do good, you know, keep your head up, Uh, educates them in Sunday school. Uh, One of our young preachers recently was in the stand and, and told of a time that he had read a scripture and misapplied a little bit something that it said. And the pastor got up and lovingly said, well, you know, this, this really means this. You know, that's not a fun thing, but everybody needs correction and done in love and, and done properly. I thought a lot about when the, when the young preachers were, there were several of them that had just announced their calling. Uh, our pastor and Denny Hunter was still here at that time. They met for a while with those young men regularly. And tried to instruct and encourage him. A great picture of the church right here in what Priscilla and Aquila are doing. They hear this man, they know he they recognize God, but he needs some he needs some doctrinal education uh, and, and needs some encouragement and needs some help. And that's what, you know, that's what they did. Um, and they spent some time with him. Now, again, it's not part of this lesson, but if you read on down about Apollos. It talks about that he went and, and many of the Jews, again, believed because of Apollo's preaching and teaching. Um, and those were Jews that Paul, maybe the, you know, certainly one of the, the great stars of the New Testament church. Paul wasn't going to get to those fellows and, and women. But Apollos did, uh, which is, you know, amazing to me. You think about it and you think, well, you know, your best probably is to hear Christ speak directly. And if not, boy, I'd love to hear Paul preach. But there were some folks there that Apollos got to. And he probably doesn't get to preach to those people and may not have had the impact on them that he did if it hadn't been for Priscilla and Aquila. Taking them under his under their wing, teaching, encouraging, and loving him, and same thing with our young preachers here. You know, they grow up, Lord blesses them, and they go out and preach at other churches. And I think you know that is just a blessing. It all works works together. Not something that we can go, boy, look what we did as a church. That isn't what I mean, but it's a blessing to us to see their ministry and to see them be successful uh, and, and to, you know, it blesses me and I know it does the church. What comments uh, does anybody have here? All right. Um, so I looked, um, I was curious at how far that it was from Corinth, which is kind of where our our lesson, the first part of this lesson kind of started. That's where Paul and, and these two met. So how far is it from Corinth to Ephesus? And it was interesting to me, according to Google, it's about 350 miles from Corinth to Ephesus. Now, I don't know why And and maybe I just miss it somehow, but I'm not sure why other than that Paul was trying to get back to Jerusalem and and they just wanted to go with him. I don't know why that they left Corinth and went uh, to Ephesus. I'm not sure why, but they did. There was a reason for them to go, 350 miles. The 350 miles stuck with me and really just jumped out at me simply because it's about the same distance from Middlesboro, Kentucky as it is to Lima, Ohio. Um, And that's where my grandparents left. They left Bell County and came to Lima, Ohio. Uh, Kenny's family left Knox County. It was a little bit closer. So, I mean, it's not exactly 350. I'm not trying to say that it, you know, has some biblical significance in that in that number. I, I don't think that. I mean you could have grown up right here in Lima it, it doesn't make any difference but for me that that move that took place from Bell County to Lima, Ohio back in 46 uh, and a lot of people that are in this church, if that hadn't taken place and if that you know hadn't happened, then this church the way it is right now wouldn't be here all right? And the the things that we're able to do in the ministry that we have wouldn't be here in the way that it is. I'm not saying God couldn't have put somebody here, but it wouldn't be the exact people. And so that was a hard move. Uh, you know I, I remember talk you know talking to my grandparents about that. I mean, they left uh, their families there and came here. It was a long way. I mean, now we can jump in the car and be from here on I-75. We can be down there in five and a half, six hours. You know, if you drive like some of these young people do, maybe quicker than that, but I try to not get too many tickets. Um, But then, you know, that was old 25 at that time, uh, and that was a, I don't know, 10, 12 hour drive, probably. So they, I mean, that was a a long ways from home. Uh, They left that and came here. But those people that left there and came here looking for work had a desire to have a church where that they could feel God and worship God. And that's a lot of the history of this actual church. And it was just kind of special to me. I, I think about... I I was kind of running through my mind, you know, this lesson is kind of about this couple, Priscilla and Aquila, but I thought about my grandparents, I already mentioned them, but so many of those couples that came from there just married or came from there and came here and got married just very quickly thereafter who were such great Christian people and great lights and, you know, were so instrumental in this church growing and and becoming what it is. And just, uh, again, just a great example uh, to me. So let me stop there. Does anybody have any comments uh, that you'd like to make there? some to Cephas and some to Christ. And uh, he talked to them first straight. He said, uh, is Christ divided? And uh it's it's not about whether
0: I preach to you or Paul's did, but about Christ, I put him on word. And that's right along the line you
2: talk about there. And so it's the church that moves in the power of the Holy Ghost Yeah, and I hope everybody could hear that. I I mean, such a great point. I mean, there shouldn't be any jealousy between you know if if Dad turns it over to one of the young preachers and they get up and preach and somebody comes and gets saved, Dad shouldn't say, "Well, you know, they got saved when Jordan or Neil or you know Brent or somebody else." I mean, no. I mean, we ought to be thrilled. It's not about who was preaching or who was singing. It's about did they get salvation? That should be the goal. Uh, and, uh, but I, I'm so glad I, I had looked at that scripture but wasn't going but I'm glad that you brought it up because I mean, it refers right back to this. I mean, and he's saying, you know, it doesn't matter if, if Paul was preaching or Apollo's or a couple of it don't matter. We just want a unified church of born-again believers. That's what's important is salvation. So thanks for that comment. Anybody else? I appreciate that Lee. Um, yeah, that's uh, who who would be the little Debbie man? Uh, I Keith Bays. I, 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 was, I was I was laughing because that well that's what he does for a living, you know. At, I mean he drives a little Debbie truck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he dad was just saying you know our church camp year after year takes donations for the kids and Keith has donated I don't know how many hundreds of dollars maybe more than that of Little Debbie's to our church camp Uh, and his his work schedule he you know he pastors a church down there in the edge of Tennessee and his work schedule he can't get out a lot but boy the few times that he has been here and preached for us it has just been awesome I appreciate you saying that. Keith is a wonderful, wonderful man of God, and I'm—he'll get a—he'll get a charge out of hearing this story about being referred to as the little Debbie man, and I, I'm sure he is often. Uh, thank you for those comments. Somebody else. Okay, and then lastly, the last couple of verses. Uh, just finishes up over in Romans in chapter 16 and verse 3 and 4 I'll just read these Uh, and this is uh, Paul uh, writing to the Romans and uh, he's introducing um, Priscilla and Aquila greet Priscilla and Aquila my helpers in Christ Jesus who have for my life laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. So great recognition here uh, from Paul, and he's introducing them and telling these his friends here in Rome, uh, at the church in Rome, you know, uh, recognize these people. You know, here they are. I, I, you know, if he could have been there and personally introduced them, he would have, but uh, he wanted them to know what they had done for him and what great... Uh, friends that they were, and Christian friends are invaluable. uh, Folks that have a a heart to work, uh, invaluable. So that's all I've got. Does anybody else have any comments? Interesting lesson. Uh, Like I said, you know, a little bit different. It's it's, uh, a summary of things, uh, of these travels, and uh, very good information uh, to go over. And so uh, I'm not sure uh, who's up uh, next week, I'm, I've been, uh, not literally, but in my mind, I've been marking off my calendar. Uh, been.